0: Welcome to Old Treasures Made New, your devotional podcast on the go or at home, where we read the scriptures and reflect on them with those from the past. Today we'll be reading Matthew 10, verses 24 to 33, and then through J.C. Rowe's expository thoughts on Matthew. Please take a moment to pause and ask the Holy Spirit to bring understanding and to apply what we hear. Matthew, chapter 10, verses 24 to 33. You are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. To do good to souls in this world is very hard. All who try it find this out by experience. It needs a large stock of courage, faith, patience, and perseverance. Satan will fight vigorously to maintain his kingdom. Human nature is desperately wicked. To do harm is easy. To do good is hard. The Lord Jesus knew this well when he sent forth his disciples to preach the gospel for the first time. He knew what was before them, if they did not. He took care to supply them with a list of encouragements in order to cheer them when they felt downcast. Weary missionaries abroad or fainting ministers at home, disheartened teachers of schools and desponding visitors of districts would do well to study often the nine verses we have just read. Let us mark what they contain. First, those who try to do good to souls must not expect to fare better than their great master. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. The Lord Jesus was slandered and rejected by those whom he came to benefit. There was no error in his teaching. There was no defect in his method or of imparting instruction. Yet many hated him and called him Belzebub. Few believed him and cared for what he said. Surely we have no right to be surprised if we whose best efforts are mingled with much imperfection, are treated in the same way as Christ. If we let the world alone, it will probably let us alone. But if we try to do it spiritual good, it will hate us as it did our master. Secondly, those who try to do good must look forward with patience to the day of judgment. There is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. They must be content in this present world to be misunderstood, misrepresented, vilified, slandered, and abused. They must not cease to work because their motives are mistaken and their characters fiercely assailed. They must remember continually that all will be set right at the last day. The secrets of all hearts shall be then revealed. He will make your righteousness go forth as the light and your justice as the noonday sun. Psalm 37, verse 6. The purity of their intentions, the wisdom of their labors, and the rightfulness of their cause shall at length be made manifest to all the world. Let us work on steadily and quietly. Men may not understand us, And may vehemently oppose us, but the day of judgment draws near, we shall be righted at last. The Lord, when he comes again, will bring to light the hidden things of darkness, and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each man will get his praise from God. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5 Thirdly, those who try to do good must fear God more than man. Man can hurt the body but there his enmity must stop. He can go no further. God is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. We may be threatened with the loss of character, property, and all that makes life enjoyable if we go on in the path of Christian duty. We must not heed such threats when our course is plain. Like Daniel and the three Hebrew children, we must submit to anything rather than displease God and wound our consciences. The anger of man may be hard to bear, but the anger of God is much harder. The fear of man does indeed bring a snare, but we must make it give way to the explosive power of a stronger principle, even the fear of God. It was a fine saying of an old saint, I fear God, and therefore there is none else that I need to fear. Fourthly, those who try to do good must keep before their minds the providential care of God over them. Nothing can happen in this world without his permission. There is no such thing in reality as chance, accident, or luck. The very hairs of their heads are all numbered. The path of duty may sometimes lead them into great danger. Health and life may seem to be periled if they go forward. Let them take comfort in the thought that all around them is in God's hand. Their bodies, their souls, their characters are all in His safe keeping. No disease can seize them, no hand can hurt them, unless He allows they may say boldly to every fearful thing they meet with, You could have no power at all against me unless it were given to you from above. In the last place, those who try to do good should continually remember the day when they will meet their Lord to receive their final portion. If they would have him own them and confess them before his Father's throne, They must not be ashamed to own and confess Him before the men of this world. To do it may cost us much. It may bring on us laughter, mockery, persecution, and scorn. But let us not be laughed out of heaven. Let us recollect the great and dreadful day of account and not be afraid to show men that we love Christ and want them to know and love Him also. Let these encouragements be treasured up in the hearts of all who labor in Christ's cause, whatever their position may be. The Lord knows their trials and has spoken these things for their comfort. He cares for all his believing people, but for none so much as those who work for his cause and try to do good. May we seek to be of that number. Every believer may do something if he tries. There is always something for everyone to do. May we each have an eye to see it, and a will to do it. That is the end of Ryle's expository thoughts for these verses. Let us carefully consider what we have heard today. May the Lord be pleased to bring the growth for His